0: Close your eyes for a moment. Pretend that sound can travel through the void of space. Imagine what it might sound like for a great rift to open, a massive tear in space-time, miles and miles in diameter, high above the planet Earth. Hear the frisson of energy crackling around its edges, the immeasurable amount of power that would be needed to make such a thing possible. Then imagine the sound of an immense, weighty object emerging from that tear, a gargantuan asteroid, a big rock originating from the far side of the galaxy and the deep end of the timeline. Pretend it might be possible to hear that tear sealing up behind the asteroid as it lurches with shocking speed towards the planet below. In a matter of minutes, the asteroid will impact the unpopulated region of Siberia, causing an extinction event that will wipe out almost all life on the planet below. Now, tilt your head just so and imagine another sound. A sound unlike anything else in the universe. A wheezing, groaning sound. The breath of an engine almost as old as time itself. Open your eyes and watch. An asteroid, moments from ending human life at the crest of the 20th century, long before its time. And the Doctor's TARDIS flying towards the chaos. Followed the fatalist's last signal and it has brought you here, to this moment, June 30th, 1908. The asteroid is dead ahead of you, radiating Artron energy. At its current speed, you predict it will break the atmosphere within minutes, and impact the planet's surface not long after that. But before you have a chance to act, you pick up another signal, more Artron energy. Something's creating a temporal gateway. You are not the only time traveller interested in this asteroid someone else is about to visit. On your display, a very small ship materializes, and then, almost immediately, you are receiving an incoming head. I'm just a, I'm just a bit busy right now. Uh, there's a whole
1: thing where I'm trying to stop an asteroid from, you know, extincting a whole species and, and, like, really messing up the timeline and fixed points and all that kind of stuff. So unless you've got something very important
0: to share, I think I might need to call you back. The screen crackles into light, and on your display in front of you, you see a face you haven't seen in some time. It's Captain Greg Kinnear. Hey.
1: Oh, 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 this is definitely not for time. Um, look, I know I told you I would help you with your thing, and I told- I will, but this is the moment where maybe not, right now.
2: Oh, so you don't want help saving an entire planet?
1: No, I would love help. If you have help, sorry. Sorry, I, I'm just a bit, a bit distracted. My friend's gone. It's fine. Um, what can I what can I do for you? What can you do? F- what's how's it? How are you? How's how's your friend uh, Mary?
2: More importantly, what happened to Kitty? Kitty? Y- your your partner, your friend, your little uh, compatriot, your pet.
1: Oh, the cat's still here. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> Gunther's still here. Of course. Oh, so. oh God. I. Again, no. I, I look. Gunther is very happy and playful. Actually, he has a friend now. He has a he has a buddy. My my friend Carrie. Carrie, say hello to Greg Kinnear. Ah! You just right, right. See Carrie, 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 rolling in the back. <laughs> 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 you mean? Would you say rolling in the deep? Focus. Oh,
3: Absolutely. Goodness. She is now going to pull focus as she yells. Wilhelm
1: scream. <laughs>
2: It well, sounds like things have been better. Uh, look, I know we're heading towards a similar scenario over here, and I'm just curious what you've got in mind.
1: Um, Well, I was thinking of sort of a quantum lasso where I would kind of generate... A, a string gravity field from the TARDIS that I would loop around the asteroid and then kind of do a bit of a like a sudden uh, stop of momentum on my TARDIS that would then yank the asteroid out of its collision course with, with the Earth and send it off into another direction that would be uh, a bit more harmless.
2: Yep. We're kind of on the same page.
1: Great. Um, okay. Uh, maybe Maybe both ships and kind of a slingshot maneuver? Might do uh, some
2: good. I know it's not the size of your ship; it's how you use it. But my ship's not that large, and uh, compared to your TARDIS, probably not that powerful. But uh, as long as I won't destroy my ship, I'm happy to give it a try.
1: All right. Um. Or do you have any sort of energy weapons on board, like a like a like a torpedo of photon type uh, mechanisms or sort of things? Warp. <laughs> 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 Just something that I can get I can use to channel energy from my ship and let my ship take the brunt of the actual physical um, impact.
0: Let me look at my computer.
2: Do I?
0: <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, your your ship is a scout ship. It is a time agency scout ship. It is it is uh, predominantly used uh, for kind of first run checks on a scenario. It is not massively powered. It does have. Uh, some minor defensive capabilities, such as uh, kind of like a uh, like a, a laser beam, staser energy, energy blasting doodah, uh, but not so much with things like uh, photon torpedoes or or, or or the like.
2: Is that in the book? Cause I don't remember seeing that in the book. Was that there like a spec for it in the book?
0: Nope. Oh, um, okay. This is Calvin Ball.
2: No, I just wanna make sure I didn't miss something.
1: I can say that you convey that information to me about what weapons you have, or I, I have schematics on my screen or something, and I go Okay, what I need you to do, Greg, is I'm going to I'm gonna turn my shields to accept the energy from your lasers, and I need you to fire on my ship with all you've got, and I will absorb that energy from your lasers and I'll channel it towards the lasso.
2: Actually, strangest thing, I already got a lock on you, so that works great.
3: Oh. <laughs> can we hurry this up please? Yes! Sorry. I don't think I can Oh god. Oh
1: Carrie, carry, carry, carry. There are bags under the console on the left. Just the please the, please use the bags. There's there's only us here to clean it up. So um great. I all need
3: right. the turn to stop rolling. Oh. Um
1: Alright, uh maybe maybe lock yourself into that seat there. There's a there's a clip. There's a little there's a little bar that pulls down. I got it from a six Flags. It's fine. Um it should work fine um
3: why is there a teenager here telling me to keep my hands and feet inside the ride at all times
1: oh um i thank you for reminding me i do need to take kyle back thank you um i did not know he was on a break (laughs) and i just grabbed it sorry um let's let's do this all right so i am gonna if greg starts to fire on me i will begin this attempted maneuver all
0: right uh greg what i would like you to do i would like you to do the first roll of the game uh, I'm going to have you use coordination and marksman um and I'm going to because you're using the ship systems I'm going to give you a plus 5 to your roll.
2: So just the for only time you're going to have to remind mm-hmm. me. It's all d6s I believe and when I yep. roll for something it's one die or two. It's two. So if I'm rolling for coordination I roll 2d6s and I add my bonus and Got, right? Yeah,
0: so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna roll your d6s, and then you're gonna add for this roll, you're gonna add your coordination and your marksman, and then you're gonna give yourself a plus five on top of that because I just said so because I'm nice. Uh, that would be nineteen. Nineteen. That's a very that's a good roll. Uh, that is that is a firm yes. Uh, that uh, yeah, that hits the the TARDIS and the TARDIS suddenly has this huge burst of energy as as uh, as the Doctor has opened up the TARDIS to absorb that energy. And you can now use that energy as you wish, uh, Doctor. What would you like to do?
1: Um, I think I'm gonna do what I said, which is I'm going to, yeah, like basically create like a gravity loop of my own. That's like I can swing it around the asteroid. Kind of try to grab the asteroid, and not on uh, not. I guess I guess that's now that I'm thinking about it. It's not that unsimilar to how. They pulled the planets back to where they're supposed to go in *The Stolen mm. Earth* and *The* and *The Journey's End*. So I think it's that kind of vibe. Like I think like I'm using. I think I'm like basically creating an artificial gravity field using the TARDIS, and I'm like centralizing it on. It's essentially a. Um, what's the Doctor, to- Doctor Who term for tracker tractor beam? There's like a name for it. Um, a Holman tube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually what it's called? No, that's an that
4: internal up. reference to the game of Rassilon. Sorry. Just- <laughs> Nobody remembers (laughs) the the Jeffers two
0: guy. I don't know. This is why you write these things down so you can do these. Oh no, I'm sorry. You know what? I was was thinking of. I I
1: wasn't thinking a tractor beam. I was thinking of how instead of a like a transmat beam is their turn. Oh, the transmat. Yeah. But it's so I'm essentially using a a transmat beam, but instead of like transmatting something, like I'm basically using the concept of a a transmat beam to pull this this asteroid away using like a gravity field.
0: Alright, yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me uh, Ingenuity plus Technology, and I'm gonna give you a plus five uh, as the carryover from uh, Greg Kinnear's role. Actually, I'm gonna make it a plus seven because you. you this is something the Doctor has experience with before.
1: Okay. Well, it's a good thing you gave me that big old plus because I was starting at an 18 because a good thing because I rolled a three. So I got a
2: 21.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's actually a yes, but so there's good news and bad news. The good news is you are able to create that kind of lasso around the uh, around the asteroid and is and is the goal to kind of just pull it away and kind of fling it off in a in another direction. Just yeah. Sort of kind of. That.
1: Yeah. I'm just basically changing its um, trajectory so it's not heading towards the earth anymore. Okay. That seems like a bad um, thing for it to be doing, so I'm trying to make it not to. Okay, no, I dig that. You yeah. know you know how you you know how the asteroid was gonna hit the earth?
0: I want the asteroid uh-huh. to not hit the earth. Not hit Okay, Michael, could you make a note of that, please?
2: Uh um, also through the uh through the undercom you do hear like,
0: just be careful not to throw
2: it towards Mars, we will be needing them. <laughs> Greg, I think I know
1: a thing or two about the solar system. All right? I'm not going to hit Mars. I'm not going to hit Pluto, even though, you know, they're going to be really uh, capitalists in a very long time. But it doesn't matter. Let's just, I'm, I'm pushing it away from any civilized world because yes. I'm not not—I'm not creating one genocide to, to stop another. So.
3: Yeah, not stop yet. mansplaining to the doctor.
1: Thank you, Carrie.
3: You're welcome.
0: Like, I need the ice warriors coming after me for attacking Mars. Come on now. So the good news is you are able to kind of pull the asteroid from its current trajectory and kind of fling it out into the cold depths of space, but as it does so, uh, that sharp, uh, that sudden stop and that, that fling uh, as it is pulled away from uh, from its uh, death, death spiral towards the Earth, uh, there is a sudden burst of temporal energy that hits the TARDIS like a like a tsunami, and suddenly the TARDIS is spiralling. Uh, Greg, your ship also gets hit by this, and you are uh, both, uh, kind of turning and twisting down towards the Earth, where the tsunami wave is continuing its trajectory towards the Earth. Um, and every display on your, on your TARDIS console, uh, Doctor, is reading, uh, a timing malfunction, emergency landing, uh, as you, as you spiral down towards the planet.
1: Okay, I, I need to check my readings because I'm aware of the emergency landing part but I'm, I want to mm-hmm. I want to like access other TARDIS functions right now and I want to see a readout of what this temporal wave is going to do to the earth like is it going to cause destruction to the planet of the earth Like, Because it would suck that if I was trying to save it from this rocketing it and I caused a bigger catastrophe so if there's a chance that while that's happening I can do something else to try to like uh, mitigate that devastation Absolutely.
0: I want to try to do it so the bad news is this: this temporal shockwave is going to—it's going to hit the Earth uh, in an area in Siberia. That is going to cause a uh, a, a blast uh, of about 812 square miles. Um, but the good news is this is actually a historic. Uh, uh, this is actually a recorded historical event—the uh, Tunguska event. Uh, so this is. This is supposed. This is what the supposed. Uh, the outcome is supposed to be, uh, as the TARDIS and Greg's ship uh, spiral down towards the planet's surface. Board. Okay. Um, there is a uh, there is a large crash as the TARDIS uh, makes contact with the planet surface, and I'm actually like uh, the Doctor and Carrie. If you could please give me a, a coordination and athletics check.
1: Well, remember Carrie did strap herself into that uh, Six Flags chair.
0: Oh, yeah, in which case, uh, Carrie, I'm actually not going to have you do any roll, and you can sit back and uh, read the safety instructions.
3: Can I just Wilhelm scream from
0: here?
1: I got a 13.
0: 13 is a uh, is a yes, but you, uh, as the TARDIS kind of makes contact uh, with, the, with the ground beneath it, uh, you are kind of sh- shook off of your feet, and uh, you are going to take one point of damage to your coordination. Okay. which I think is where we usually take points away from you. I think that's mostly where you where you take the hits. Um there's smoke rising from the uh, Tardis console as it's been forced to make this uh, emergency landing. Um the screen is uh, very staticky. Um and the entire console room is kind of at a, a gently jaunty angle. It is a slightly uh maybe like a with your, with your astute Time Lord senses, it is at a slight 10 degree angle, sloping down uh, uh, into the depths of the TARDIS, so that the TARDIS door is kind of sloping upwards away from you.
1: Uh, Carrie, are you okay?
3: Yes, but I think it's now to test if I'm just like a cat. If I fall from this chair when I unhook myself and I land on all four legs, we'll be good.
1: Okay, Carrie, I do want you to know you still only have two legs.
3: Well, I mean, the arms are, like, negotiable sometimes. They're like, have you seen that girl run like a horse?
1: I have not. Was that a YouTube video or something?
3: Yeah, it's oh. weird. You should check that out. Anyway, uh, You should
1: watch the one with the deer in the film. Phil- anyway, are the cats- Anyways. Uh, speaking of cats, are the cats okay?
3: Yeah, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure in the process of me vomiting, Mr. Measers grabbed Gunther and they went to go into some sort of hideaway in the TARDIS. Yeah, there's
1: gotta be like a cat safe space somewhere in the... Yeah, the, I, the, like, I, no I feel like they
3: know... Yeah, they know something we don't know about the TARDIS because like, they're cats. There's, yeah,
1: I, I, cats I, I feel like we definitely so. put like a cat climbing like gym all over the... Um, like the Tardis now and the cats know they can just like jump on that and hold on with their claws when things are really yeah. kind of getting to be a problem um, <laughs> right
3: like Gunther like tel- telepathically has told Mr. Beezer like this is this is pretty normal you just got to hold on for dear life
1: yeah but and by I'm... the way they do it obviously through the gift of song written <laughs> with T.S. Eliot lyrics
3: of course Jellicle moon and a Jellicle Tardis.
1: Michael you were going to say something
4: I was—I was, I was going to make the pitch that maybe the cats are in a giant padded hamster ball that just wheels around in the background. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, Michael, are these are these are these are these hamsters now? All of a sudden that they were cats. Let's, let's show no, them respect the species. Let's like just show them respect a size, like hamster ball. You know, I've never seen. Oh, a I see. Sort of so ball it's for, of that. It's, okay. I,
3: I just I think two cats in non- a hamster ball would be for... a bad idea. I
1: really just think it's disrespectful ones. to cats. That's all. Oh, um, separate
3: ones would be preferable.
1: They have hers and hers. They're decorated uh, like they're... <laughs> <family>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, I, I, I'm going to help Carrie out of her... Out of her... Uh, <laughs> out of her harness seat. Kyle! I just imagine, like, Carrie's okay? dangling...
3: Like, like kind of like on the Batman ride with, like, all four of her limbs just kind of hanging there. And she's, like, debating hitting the release or not, like... It's like it's like that moment of like, do I chaotically choose to fall or do I just hang here like yeah. Yoda?
1: Oh, I'm going to make sure Kyle, the ride operator, is OK, too. I think he's probably fine. But.
3: Oh, yeah. well, I don't know. He's only 16.
1: <laughs> that's true. He might not have known to put his but on. He's too cool for that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think Kyle might have a concussion or or, you know, other misfortunate, you know, that oh, might that's, be. That's
1: actually good, because then when he tells a story of what happened to him, no one will believe him because he had a head injury okay good exactly uh, alright yeah. um, so I'm gonna make to Kyle
4: sh- standing perfectly <laughs> steady in his hat and he
1: just goes t- Tatsu and faints um, <laughs> <laughs> I once I know that Carrie is okay I will try to radio to Great Kinnear
0: or uh, I guess yeah. not radio but you know what I mean uh, so you you attempt to send a space-time telegram to uh to greg and his <laughs> ship uh and the, i mean your, your i probably just use wh- like i probably just use like some sort of communication signal i don't think i need to send, like a whole space time
1: <laughs> we're in the same place yeah. in time
0: yeah semaphore flag um so what what happens there is uh no the light on the top of the tardis is blinking in rapid morse code um you, although the, the the console is damaged and the display is is out of commission the sensors on the tardis do pick up greg's ship. Uh, uh, very nearby, like uh, uh, like Greg either landed or crashed uh, about 30 feet uh, north of where you are. So is it is within range, but you don't have any more specific detail than that.
1: Okay, I, I attempt to adjust the tracking on my TV-VCR combo to see if I can get a better uh, video signal. Uh,
0: you're getting grainy footage of an old episode of Doug, uh, but not much else. Okay. Um, I'm
1: gonna, once Carrie and I are, are like... Composed. I'm going to start leaving the TARDIS and heading over towards Greg's ship.
0: Okay. Um, you, you open the, the TARDIS door, uh, and there's actually two soldiers standing right by the door holding, uh, uh, kind of assault rifles that are definitely not, uh, 1908 weapons. Uh, they're kind of kitted out in kind of modern looking military gear, uh, with, uh, with camo, uh, masks, uh, like balaclavas, we have had we had this conversation last time, but it was like ski masks down covering their faces, snow goggles, um, and they are pointing their rifles directly at
1: you. Okay, and I I mean, I, I can't resist, and I open the door and see this, and I look at them both, I look at one, look at the other, and then I just close the door and go right <laughs> back inside the <laughs> Um, Carrie, we may need another plan for how we're gonna get a hold of our friend Greg. Uh-
3: well, who are these spooky people?
1: Um, I think they're Russians. Oh, yeah, not not good. Um, I'm gonna try again to. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to do at this point. I'm like, I'm not gonna go. Out, I'm not going go outside of the gun guys. So, I, 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 yeah, I is, love, there, I is the, there only I one just door? Love the I love the visual so much of like opening the door, <laughs> seeing them looking, and then just
0: closing the door and going back. <laughs> there is a knock at the door.
1: Maybe Who's a... there? Oh no! I was gonna pretend we weren't here.
3: Um, no, I'll just act stupid. It's fine. Okay, fine. Oh, no, you a different voice. Who's
0: there? Who? You hear, you hear a voice from the other side. Go, go. Who? Who's who's there?
3: No, well, I asked you first, and that's not fair for you to knock on my door and ask me questions. Who are you? I
0: uh, we hear to... Would you like to hear about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? No, I I need to know who you ah uh, what are you doing here
3: well who are you doctor while i have them distracted in this loop of conversation like a meisner technique i need you to find a plan out of here
1: all right i'm gonna try to do the thing that's hardest where i just make it move the door around to the other side <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, um, that is definitely going to be uh, that's that's going to be a a TARDIS roll. So I need you to do ingenuity and technology uh, with a bonus for your vortex, which means okay. a plus two. This I think we established. En- okay. This
3: entire time, you can just hear Carrie in the background go like, "No, who are you? Well, I who are you? Well, yeah, you're basically the Dave's Right here
1: sketch from Cheech and Chong, but with this. <laughs> okay, that's a
0: fifteen. I'm going to say it's a yes, but. So you do actually rotate the TARDIS away, but you also move the TARDIS uh, 15 feet east and 30 seconds ago.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, that's actually great, because that means that they're distracted by Carrie talking to them. And so, like, I am going to grab Carrie and we're going to run while the soldiers are facing my old TARDIS that's now the new TARDIS. Now I'm on cross side, but yeah, I think uh, I think that, like although oh wait, I shouldn't be able to, I shouldn't be able to cross my own timeline like this. But I'm just gonna say it for the fun of it. Um, I'm gonna say that yeah, I think like while while the so basically from the audience point of view, if this is actually on TV, we would still see the the doctor opening the door. And then closing the door, and then you yes. Carrie doing her whole loop. But you just see another TARDIS in the background, and you see Carrie yes. and the doctor running in the background, and then you see the TARDIS that they're looking at disappear. <laughs> like, I think it's so perfect. It's yes. like the Scott uh, Pelosi
4: gonna... through the window gag. Like, it's the. Yes. You know,
3: Absolutely. Come on. I came here for chaos. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. I, li- I literally was just looking at a meme that was like. Chaotic good for email sign up, o- sign off, sign off. Excuse me, and it says cheers, and that is absolutely what I use every time. I use so.
0: cheers too. Oh my god,
3: chaotic good. 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 The email
4: team at work who uses cheers, and now I fully understand them. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a game changer.
0: Neither of the the two persons uh, who have knocked on your TARDIS door can see you, um, and you are now making your way towards uh, Greg Kinnear's ship. Greg, you are uh, inside of your ship. Um, when you see, uh, through the window, you see the doctor and her friend Carrie, uh, approach the ship.
2: Do I have speakers on the outside of my ship?
0: You know what? Let's say yes, because it's okay. fun.
2: <laughs> uh, you just hear over the speakers.
0: Not accepting visitors today.
3: Greg! It's us!
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do want to say now that people with machine guns have definitely heard both Greg and and Carrie, and are now turning around and I'm gonna say,
1: that was yet. so loud by the way, that my headphones picked it up on my microphone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a poopy! because I definitely turned my head a different direction,
1: so I wouldn't scream into the microphone.
0: Amazing. Uh, and then you hear
2: over the speaker, who are your friends chasing you?
1: Um, n- We don't know, that's kind of why we're trying to get away from them as fast as we can, because they have guns, uh, and I'm not a fan. Why
3: would you think they're friends? They have it's like the doctor
0: said. You hear one of them say, "Hang on." Is that Greg? Hello. You guys Hi. know Greg? It, Wait, these it's, are your friends. It's, it's me. It's it's Bill. It's Bill Pullman from the Time Agency. Oh, yeah. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey. Hi. Yeah. Uh, and he he takes off. Uh, he kind of sets down the gun, which is kind of on like a guitar strap. Um, and he takes off his balaclava, and you see this kind of square-jawed. Uh, a gentleman with a, a with a pencil mustache um, and his accent is definitely kind of closer to uh, an American trying to do a British accent and failing spectacularly. Um, and, I, what uh, is that, and what that what does just, that
1: sound like?
2: Most actors. I've been, this is,
1: no,
0: this that was. Been, that actually, the joke, David, was that I do a very terrible British accent for my doctor, and I was I was making a self deprecating no. joke. <laughs> I, and I, I was going to say, that's what I sound like all of the time because I'm actually from Seattle. Hello. I know it. Um, <laughs> I, like that, uh, I like that your attempt to sound American
1: from Seattle still sounded just like a British accent. Yeah, <laughs> like you, yeah because change. I wasn't doing... You didn't doing, even change. Just, you didn't
0: even, like, try to yeah. change to, like, drop. Hello. I am from Seattle. <laughs> I am an American. My
1: God! Just, 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 uh, just like Greg House. This whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and Bill Pullman uh, looks at the ship and he says, "We we were sent to look for you. the The time agency lost contact with you, so we were sent to investigate the uh, investigate the area." Oh, that's
2: so strange. Yeah, the the doctor here. That's the doctor, by the way, and myself, Grass, uh, trying to save the planet. You know, like you do.
0: I, Wait, Doctor. Sorry, this is this is the Doctor. Doctor, this is the the Doctor. Doctor. Supposedly, I
2: haven't he, done any genetic testing, but that's what I hear.
0: Did oh, Beans? Did did I just knock on the door of the Doctor's TARDIS? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry. Oh, yes, how many your left hands, hands, I'm sorry, how many, TARDIS?
1: How many blue phone boxes do you find just lying around in Siberia that
0: you would like? Oh, this might be somebody else's phone box. And Bill says, "Well, we we find blue boxes all the time. There's a ton of copycats, but like, especially recently, there's been a huge surge." In, like, doctor copycats over the last year or so. So, uh, uh, ZJ, did you, did, did you know that was the doctor's TARDIS? Oh, no, I thought it was another
4: one of the, the bookshelf people. Or like, you know, there's the red boxes. It's like that one guy who does, like, the red police box because it's the one from Scotland. It's very annoying. Yes. Oh, Phil? I hate Phil. Oh, Phil is the worst one. He's absolutely Don't get the me worst st- one.
2: Uh, darted and, on and, Phil. And
4: uh, the other. Uh, well-armed Wait, are you talking about
1: Dr. Phil? Because I think he's just a TV personality. <laughs> I don't think he's a time traveler.
4: No, no, that's the different, different... Also, bad, so Not not ideal. That's, also, that's not true.
0: really a doctor. But yeah, um... Not really a Phil, either, while we're at it. Neither um... are they a Phil.
4: Their name
3: is Philip. <laughs> it's a lie. And my shit. name is Carrie. Okay, how do we know each other again?
1: Oh, I um, so, do you know, do laugh. you remember... Um, Do you remember my friend, Roman, that you met briefly when trying to save Travis a long time ago? Yes. Um, Well, at one point, Roman's tortoise was was blowing up, it was really big, and it was very messy. And I met my friend Greg here inside that TARDIS trying to just blatantly rip off the technology from it and I, I did put a stop to that uh, but otherwise you know we got along pretty well I thought and uh, did did pretty well um, and he helped me fight off some, uh, some some bad time lords that I remember when we had to fight time lords he was he helped fight some of those ones off and then uh, I, I did stop him from stealing like very very intricate time TARDIS technology but I did tell him that I would help him with his own dilemma as a, as an exchange for that, which is what I assumed he was coming to do when I was in the middle of trying to stop the big rock from killing Earth. But, um, yeah. So he's time agent. Uh, these 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 chaps here, these folks here, seem to be time agents as well. And I think that brings us up to speed. This is this is this is Bill Pullman, and your name was yes. I'm sorry,
2: ZJ. Uh,
4: yeah, and the the lady she pulls off her balaclava oh. and reveals a uh, long flowing auburn hair. Uh, she's a German Oh, woman. Jolene! Goes, uh, what? Uh, no, my name is Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, pleasure to meet you.
1: Ugh. Oh.
3: Wow. You just call her ZJ. Uh, hmm. Well, I, I enjoy your friend Greg's chaoticness, but I, I don't really agree with his moral compass. And why are we helping him? Just because you said so? Oh, no, you made a promise. That's different.
2: I never use a moral compass. I've a very good sense of direction.
3: Shh! Greg, not talking to you!
0: It's... You got trapped in an exploding TARDIS in in the time vortex. That's that doesn't sound like a great compass. That sounds like it worked the until I was in Lord there. Okay, okay, you know what? It's not, not even going to argue. It's not, I wasn't. I will there.
1: say it's not easy to find. So the fact that he found it is actually pretty impressive. Um, like it took. Anyway, Did now you both say you're time agents, but you seem to be dressed exactly like some baddies I just dealt with, and that's a little bit suspicious to me. I have to just point that out to you.
0: We just we. We were told we were given contemporaneous 20th century gear. We were told that we would be at the other end of the 20th century. So the gear is a little anachronistic. Uh, But uh, uh, we basically came to investigate the the temporal shockwave and to find out what happens to Greg. And you know what? Mission accomplished. Um, But uh, we are picking up and he uh, uh, takes off a glove and reveals a vortex manipulator, which he flips open and he says we are picking up a lot of weird temporal signals closer to the epicenter of the of of the blast zone are you uh, do you have any did you pick that up do you have any experience any knowledge anything that can help us uh, pinpoint exactly what it is before we go trundling in into what may well be a death zone oh well um The funny thing is that I don't know if you noticed that my ship
1: crashed very hard onto the surface here. And then when I was going to investigate, making sure my friend wasn't dead, uh, I had two guns pointed in my face. And so I weirdly haven't had a whole lot of time to run like tests and scans and studies because, again, two very large and threatening guns were shoved right in me and my friend's faces. You know what? Fair point.
0: Fair point, C.J. Making up the doctor not a good multitasker. Okay, that so, is on us. That's fair.
4: Oh, but no, Bill, do you're not. Oh, oh, whatever.
0: All right. Yes. Um. So, I guess we should just head towards the epicenter, or do you have any other thoughts or ideas at this point before we kind of trundling trundle off towards death? Maybe.
1: Um. I will do a just a a roll for it, but I'll do a sonic screwdriver scan to do. uh you know, I'll spend the sto- one of the story points in it. Um, So I'll I'll mark one of us off um, To do a scan for life signs To see if I'm getting any unusual life readings Or things that are atypical Of what should be recorded for this
0: time period So firstly, just in terms of technology You do pick up a lot of technology coming from Our time agent friends, in particular ZJ seems to have something upon her person Which is very, very potent And very powerful, but you're not able able to Pinpoint exactly what it is, just that it is an energy source uh, That is very, very Interesting as far as a sonic screwdriver is concerned Um, other than that, you are actually getting one other uh, life sign in the area. In the within the entire eight hundred and twelve square mile uh, blast zone, you're picking up one life sign that is moving in your direction.
1: Okay. Should there be more life signs, or is that actually typical for like recorded history for this
0: area? Uh, for recorded history for this area, so this the. This, what you where you are now is the 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 basically blast site of the tunguska blast um it is as i said an 812 square mile kind of blast radius um in real life not a lot is known about what caused it it is believed to have possibly been a, a meteor or asteroid impact um and it is believed that uh, only i think it was a dozen people are believed to have died but there's no uh there's no real record of it and it wasn't even discovered the blast zone wasn't even discovered until 20 years later so there's no one in the area
1: okay i'm thinking sure like a whole town wasn't obliterated that i'm like just finding out about that's that or yeah it's it's a
0: super remote region so uh in terms of like places where this temporal blast could have hit it's a best case scenario because it is a big event um but uh very few recorded deaths historically, and because it is because it is such a remote region. But I there wouldn't really there shouldn't be any life signs other than you, uh, given what you know about the area. But there is one life sign heading in your direction.
1: Okay, I want to pinpoint on that. And I can roll for this one at this point since I'm like um, specifying. I okay. want to see if that life sign is human or otherwise.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Or I, I want to make give... that
1: broader. Is it Earth? Earth based or otherwise? Like so? Is it a. Ooh. And, like, I'm also looking for any sort of traces of, like, tachyon pulses or any any sort of, like, uh, or archon energy, whatever we're calling, like, traces of time travel. Sure. So I make sure it's not... I'm, I'm basically trying to figure, out like, is this just, like, a wolf that's in Siberia or is this, like, a monster coming to attack us? Like, that's what I'm trying to kind of, like, figure out. Sure. Or if it's one of the fatalists, you know?
0: Go ahead and give me, if you're doing a scan, go for ingenuity and tech. Um, and I will give you a plus two for field the turn of the universe. Okay.
1: Ooh, that was a very nice roll. Uh that is Seven. a twenty-two.
0: Twenty-two? Okay. Yeah, with I a rolled 22. a nine on a
1: thirteen base.
0: Yeah, so you are picking up a non humanoid life form uh that does not seem to be of Earth origin, and it is picking up speed and moving in your direction. Alright, um
1: something is coming and it might be tracking us, so we may want to be ready with something other than guns, um, but you know, not wanting you know we don't know what it is. It could be a problem. Let's just be ready.
2: Uh, well, my lasers we... are still working, so I'm enjoying being in the ship.
1: Right. Um. Uh, those those do count as guns for me. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um. I'm a big not a fan of guns. Yeah. Maybe the rest of us should hide. I don't know.
0: Uh, Pol- uh Pullman uh, looks at ZJ and says, uh, "You might want to get your uh, get your toy out." Yes, I'm going to get us
4: into the ship real quick. Uh, and, uh, ZJ is going to walk to the door of the ship and, uh, take out, uh, from one of her front pockets, what looks like a Rubik's cube, uh, but all white. This is uh, a device called a utility cube. Uh, doctor, you'll recognize it. And she folds it into a shape and then folds that shape again. And a little sort of key pops out and she sticks that in the door. Um, I don't know if there's some sort of check I have to do for this thing. Are you talking
2: about the door to my ship? Yes. Oh, w- while she's doing that, I just open the door and you just see me standing there and I'm like I never said you guys can't come in. I was just saying I'm ready for whatever's coming at us.
4: In my defense, Greg, you're
1: you're a very difficult man. Alright, get in, get in. <laughs> How big is this ship? Is it like are we talking like the razor crest? Or are we talking about like the Firefly? We are, like,
0: we are this is a this is a uh, like a ideally like a one person scout ship. It is like one of the smaller shuttlecraft from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, okay, yeah were that's why about I was a Winnebago.
1: Okay, yeah. I, I for some reason I was imagining something more akin to an X wing, and that's why I didn't think we were getting into his ship. I figured like only he could fit in the ship when he said a one person craft. So that's I wasn't imagining room for anybody else but Greg Kinnear.
2: So. Well, there is a lot of stuff piled. It almost looks like a, like a garage sale that never happened. <laughs> um, and it weirdly smells like ramen.
0: Mm. So you will pile into Greg's little uh, teeny tiny uh, scout ship. Is that uh, is that chicken
1: just... tortilla flavor or oh that's a that's a lot of flavors, isn't it? It uh, seems like you like the soy sauce flavor quite a bit
2: and the beef. Oh, I don't believe in eating in the ship.
3: Oh no 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 no! You have all the wrong ramen brands in here. Let me tell you, as an, as a as an Asian. You got to go with Mama Brand Ramen. You got to mm. get the, the Tom Yum spicy flavor. Mm. And then you can choose to whether to actually cook it or keep it dry.
2: Both David and Greg go, mmm, when you say spicy Tom Yum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Riley is very excited about this information. I'm going to make that's... you send me links to product at some point.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, actually, by the way, listeners, that's a hot tip from Joe. That's not just a hot tip from Carrie. <laughs>
2: Game of Raslan <laughs> brought to you by the famous ramen brand. <laughs> oh, mama.
3: Yeah, ra- famous Thai, Thai ramen <laughs> brand called Mama. No, don't call Mike, call me. I have been devoted <laughs> since I was little, okay? I have had your brand in my house ever since I was little, okay? I know yeah, that call flavor. Call her,
0: I'm bad with numbers. That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> While all of you are addressing the camera directly to talk about ramen, uh, you, those of you who are able to look out of the the, the, the view screen of the, of the ship uh, see creeping over the the flattened uh, trees and snow of the uh, the Tunguska uh, scenery, uh, you see creeping towards you what appears to be a a wolf. Um, it looks very much like a wolf, uh, except its legs are a little longer, its haunches are a little bit more muscular, um, and it has uh, it has teeth where teeth should not be. What, Ben? I- I'm going to need you to be less poetic
1: here. I need you to describe <laughs> where these teeth are that teeth should not be. That's, yeah, because that uh, that's that is
3: innocuous.
0: That. The, there are teeth in and around its mouth. Okay, oh. I feel like I... teeth should be there, so that doesn't really... That's, that's... But, like, inside. Not outside. Not, not like, spread. T- not, like tusks? Like, like someone grabbed a, a butter knife and smeared teeth up the side of this thing's face. Like, jutting out of the fur on the... Ex- I look I at the know.
2: doctor, and I look at everybody, and I just kind of... To describe for the people who can't see... Uh, I do the looper little kid. (laughs) Do you want me to shoot it?
3: (laughs) Actually, I think that's a brilliant idea. It's got teeth on the outside.
2: I find that most of my creatures, I prefer to have teeth on the inside.
3: You know what? I agree. See, Greg, Greg, I had a good feeling about you, Greg.
1: Thanks. Oh, I miss Travis. Uh...
3: (laughs) (laughs) Could Carrie accidentally bump something because I'm feeling that it's probably a little tight in the ship, right?
0: Does Carrie have the clumsy trait? Yes, I do. Ooh, that might actually be good. You've already... Here's the thing. I would give you a story point, but you haven't spent any, so you're already maxed out. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, I'll take a ahead. pat on the back. Here's what <laughs> I will have you do. Uh, what What do you...
3: What do Michael, I want? how do we want to do
0: this? If we've got a lot of people clamoring for space and Carrie's going to accidentally hit something, I feel like there should be a role involved, but I'm not sure how to play this. What do you think? Um... Uh,
4: Let's put six different ship systems on a D6 and have Joe mm. roll it and see what she accidentally turns on.
0: Uh, let's do that quickly in... Turns out what I'm else? an
4: agent of
1: chaos too. Oh, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> very it's very strange to be the one voice of reason on the show right now. <laughs> oh, you
4: got to embrace madness. It's the, only, uh, it's the only way
0: through. Carrie, go ahead and give me a roll with one D6 and tell me what number you get.
3: Alrighty. I rolled
0: a five. You rolled a five. Okay, so with that, um, you set off the exterior sound system that that Greg Kinnear was using to uh, call out to you earlier and also accidentally hit play on his uh, uh, futuristic Space Spotify playlist. Uh, Greg, what song were you listening to before you uh, arrived in Tunguska?
2: Uh, Oddly enough, Baby Got Back.
0: Alright, so now Baby Got Back, or its nearest legal sound-alike that we can use in this moment, uh, starts blaring uh, from the ship. I prefer and
1: large rumps, I
0: tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wolf here sees this, uh, kind of sticks its head up, ears upward, um, looks at the ship for a moment, and then uh, gallops off into the, into the, the distance. And, uh, Bill Pullman says, we probably want to go after that thing if it decides to keep running until it hits civilization, uh, we've just unleashed an alien wolf, uh, onto early 20th century Earth.
1: Oh, good to know. Alright, let's, um, do you have a way of containing it and sending it back to where it's supposed to go?
0: Well, what we do have is a way of gun, where we gun it, and then it's gunned. Okay, All that's in not, favor that's of not gun gun what I asked you. Reggae.
3: Uh, Can we all discuss this outside of the ship where we have a little bit more elbow room?
1: Yeah, and it smells better? Sure, let's do that. Um, Yeah, we go outside again.
3: You know, I'm with you guys usually on the gun thing, but I think I'm going to take the doctor's side on this one and say uh, guns are probably not our best shot.
1: (laughs) I I, 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 I think Most of all, I appreciate the support and I appreciate the pun. Thank you.
3: You're welcome, doctor. Doing my best.
0: So uh, are you all kind of piling out of the scout ship again to go chase after yeah, this wolf? Yeah. All right, so you you do that. Um, and we're now in a chase where you're chasing the monster, which I absolutely adore to death. Just coordination check with 2d6. Um,
2: And Ben, on, as we're heading out of the ship, uh, Greg mm-hmm. does turn the ship on to have the laser shoot in the path in front of where the wolf is headed to try to stop it.
0: Oh, I dig that. Okay, so before we do the coordination roll then... Uh, Greg, can you give me uh, Coordination of Marksman uh, with a uh, plus five for the ship? Uh, 18. 18? Yeah, that's good. So you you shoot the ship's blasters um, into the space in front of where the wolf is running. Uh, And actually, now, I'm going to say we don't need to do a chase, because what happens is the wolf sees this kind of explosion of kind of wooden splinters and snow in front of it, and does that thing that dogs do, where they kind of Start trying to like Scooby Doo stop themselves and then pivot on the spot to kind of run in a different direction. It turns into 100, a degrees and it sees uh, the uh, the five of you. Um, what do you do as it's looking at?
3: You? Throw it a snack.
0: So here's how I'm going to do this. I'm going to have I'm actually going to have this as a conflict. So I want everyone to declare what they're going to do, and then as always, it goes talkers, runners, doers, fighters. Carry your action of throwing a snack is going to be a doing action what does everyone else want to do in this moment um, um i d- can i can i
1: suggest that carrie gets to have her action first because she did it before we actually like dropped into
0: this movement so i think like she should get that oh, as like, a that- free action. you know what you're absolutely right i absolutely agree with you okay carrie what sort of snack are you throwing
3: it's the usual i think granola bars or something that i have hidden in the bum bag <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah. She, so you know you,
3: she's food motivated. All the cats are food motivated. Maybe this like scary teeth monster is food motivated.
0: Yeah. So you you reach into your bum bag. Do you have resourceful pockets? No, I don't. You know what? Let's not do that. Um. You reach into your into your bum bag and pull out a granola bar and throw it at the wolf. So what I would like you to do at this time is go ahead and give me coordination, and I am gonna make it marksman because it is technically a ranged move. It's not an attack. But it is ranged. So go ahead and give me coordination of marksman.
3: Man, I really need to like die shame this die. It's been giving me crap <laughs> rolls all day. Uh, we're at a seven, but I'm happy to sacrifice story points.
0: Yeah, I mean a seven a seven is absolutely a uh, right now it's a, I would put that in a sharp no. Yeah, so let's, if you wanted to spend
3: throw you two of them. Why not? Yeah, so
0: so so a uh, spending two story points takes you up to a yes but we love Uh, yes buts uh, the yes but the granola bar uh, lands in front of the wolf creature which stops to kind of investigate and sniff it a little bit Um, it is not eating the granola bar but it is kind of quizzically investigating it and it doesn't look like it's the, the wolf's deal but it is distracted long enough for someone else to potentially do something
1: Okay, now that we're moving into actions, I'm going
0: to be a talker. Okay. So the doctor is going to talk. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to put Bill Pullman in fighter, and I'm going to say that Bill Pullman is probably just going to try to shoot it with his gun, gun style. Um, what is everyone else going <laughs> to do in this? Style. Moment? Yeah, I'm going to put ZJ end of the order, uh, gun stuff.
4: Okay. Because hopefully we just don't get to it, you know? What's yeah. the magic? I mean, Bill of Pullman system? and ZJ
0: are very much into gun stuff. Uh. Uh, Greg, what are you doing? I am
2: actually backing up the doctor in whatever the choice is.
0: Okay. Uh, Carrie, what do you want to do in this moment? You know what? I will follow suit. Alright, let's start with the doctor then. Doctor, what are you doing? Okay, well, I have the good trait
1: of animal friendship, which means that I get to add a plus two to a presence and convince role to calm an animal and to uh, show that I mean no harm and calm any aggressive tendencies, um, okay. so I am going to kind of put my hands in the air. I'm gonna kind of like show that I'm not a threat. I'm gonna actually like like shrink myself, make myself look smaller so like I'm not trying to myself look like a big threatening, menacing thing to this wolf. Um, I'm assuming the doctor knows more than Riley does about how to calm a wild animals, so I'm just like trying really hard as as the doctor knows more than I do. so whatever whatever behavior sure. should, is appropriate is what she's doing. Um, and I'm just gonna start saying like, hey, hey, buddy, I know you're very scared, and and you don't know where your where your pack is, and you don't know what's happening. And I'm very, very sorry about that. Uh, my friends and I did not mean to just to bring you here. And if you if you just come with me and and you're nice, I can I can take you home in my ship, and I can just drop you off where you belong, and then you can play with all your friends and. And you can have all the treats. I'm, I'm sure I have something on my ship. Not my cats. I have something on my ship that you can eat, and I will. I will feed it to you. I have lots. I have a kitchen. It, like it's very fun. There's a pool. I don't think you're gonna like the pool, but I have it. Um. And yeah, How, how's that sound? Who's a good boy, huh? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy?
2: I translate that all in real time into Russian <laughs> and say it loudly, but I don't shrink myself down. <laughs> um. And I just say, we're in Siberia. It's it's it's
1: an, and I say it's an alien wolf and also a TARDIS. Translates what I'm saying. I can talk to animals. Uh, yes. so My bad. My bad. So what
0: what's just happened is the doctor. Again, don't mansplain like, my
1: talking to dogs.
0: I I just love this visual because the the doctor is like trying to be big but calm and is talking in a very friendly voice, saying, "Hey." I, I know you're scared. I'm going to take you home. And then, uh, and then Greg no can hear just go, kind of yeah, I know you're little... scared. I'm going to take you home. Well, no, because like you're speaking in Russian, but it's being translated. So everyone else is just hearing you like very calmly repeating everything <laughs> the doctor's saying. You're like my hype man, yeah. but you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> take you home. Um, <laughs> uh, Greg's, Greg's action does count and it does help <laughs> because you now have two people saying, saying the same thing. Um, so I'm going to have you both do that role. Um, but uh, I know that uh, Carrie you also said you were going to support the doctor. Do you want to say anything or do anything in this moment?
3: I am going to remove the Mr. Huffle stress toy from my bum bag and try throwing it to the wolf like a like a dog toy. You know how it's squishy and it could make like Oh, a- I love that.
1: <coughs> Mr. Huffle
0: I absolutely love that. Okay, so Doctor, what role was that? Was that a pres- is it a presence and convince? Yeah, plus two for, an, for the animal. Presence okay, and convince so plus go ahead, two. Go ahead and I would like everyone to do presence and convince um with the doctor. Uh the doctor's kinda of gonna be the base and then your scores are gonna kind of add on to that do in I terms of the degree of success. Get
3: a bonus for animal friendship as well.
0: You absolutely do. Okay. Thirteen from Greg. 13's okay. Nineteen from the doctor. 19 from the Doctor, that's a good That's a good base.
3: 15 from Carrie.
0: Okay, so the wolf uh, kind of slowly, like, has immediately lost interest in the granola bar and is kind of uh, now kind of inching towards the Mr. Huffle toy and uh, um, looks up at the Doctor and as much as a, a, any kind of canine can do, uh, let alone whether they have, like, an exterior shell of teeth on the side of their face... Uh, kind of seems to smile. You see it, you see it start to wag its tail um, as it kind of chomps and squeaks on this Mr. Huffle like it's a dog with a chew toy. Um, and Bill lowers his weapon and looks at Greg and says, I'm very sorry, we really shouldn't have let it get this far out. If if we're looking at taking the animal back, we probably want to use the rift. I'm sorry, what's the rift now?
1: And at this point, not, at this point, I'm know? scratching the dog under its chin and behind its okay. ears, and just, and just giving it. It's just a good boy. I'm giving it all the love it needs.
2: Uh, and I just say uh, to the doctor, uh, "Pulley, Pulley's talking about some weird readings we had that we were communicating between each other. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if if if, if we need to or if we Greg, just want to get rid of it.
0: Greg, Greg, if this is the doctor, then maybe she can help us."
1: You're not actually being as subtle as you think you are. You're basically yeah. just saying what you mean, but with a weird voice, like you're implying something.
3: Yeah, it's, we can uh, hear you. Uh,
1: so maybe just be honest about what you're doing.
3: I think they get it, doctor. Okay, now yeah, I'm let's... laying it on very
1: thick. No,
3: I know let's... you
2: are. Greg looks at Pulley and at, at ZJ, uh, ZJ and, and, and says, "I didn't want to involve the doctor in this, but when we got here, we got some really strange readings. Uh, look, we can talk it through, but essentially, if you want to help us put this thing back through where we think it came from, we could use your help. There's okay. something weird going on here. I say, I say we take to the more camp. More
3: so, help me! Boom, boom, boom. Sorry, I'm sorry, Greg. You just made a reference to something. <laughs> I'll just keep my." I'll keep my hands to myself and like Carrie just, like, stops doing a Monsters Inc. impersonation. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, and then uh, Greg looks at looks at her and looks at the doctor and is like, well, she's a little Miss Sunshine, isn't she?
1: Yeah, she's quite nice. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the doctor is going to
0: name this dog. I'm excited
1: for this. Um, okay, Briggy. Okay, Briggy. Let's come. Come with us. Come
0: on. Okay. And uh, 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 Bill Pullman. Did you? T- I'm sorry, David. Did did Captain Greg Kinnear call him Pulley a moment mm. ago? Oh, I love that. Pulley and CJ uh, lead you, and you you go on a walk. Um, it's a it's a it's a few miles to get there, but you find yourself approaching the epicenter of the Tunguska blast zone. And there's like a little camp set up. Uh, there is there are tents. Uh, it looks almost like mash. It's like those kind of green military tents, very simple, very functional. Um, and there are some uh, pieces of equipment uh, that are very much not early 20th century, not even 21st century. They have very clearly been brought from the 51st century, kind of dotted around here and there. And in the centre of the area you see two things. There is uh, like a thin uh, white line, almost like the zipper on the front of a tent, but kind of suspended in mid-air. This kind of very thin, wiggly sliver uh, of a space-time tear, what, what you would probably identify as as the space-time rift. And sitting in front of that is a piece of equipment that looks very, very familiar to you, Doctor. Um, And it's probably familiar to Greg Kinnear and their crew as well. It is the... It is large and looming and extends upward almost like the time rotor in the center of the TARDIS. It is the rift manipulator that was once found at the heart of of Torchwood Three in Cardiff before its destruction in 2009. And as you approach this space, you start to hear a beeping coming from that riff manipulator. Bill says, uh, that doesn't sound good, and starts walking over towards the device. And before he can get there, the, the, that wiggly tear widens and widens as something begins to emerge. The shape that emerges from the space time rift is about five foot five. It is angular. It is shining metal of bronze. It is a Dalek. And as soon as it locks eyes on you all, it screams.
1: the ice warriors being mad at me, they hiss, and it's very, they, it takes them forever to say anything.
3: You know, they're really cold-hearted people.
1: They really are.
3: You know, the funny thing is, though,
1: That's is a little offensive. not eat they...
3: cold-hearted food. <laughs> you know, they have sensitive teeth.
1: Yeah, I will say it's a bit offensive to say that lizard people are cold-hearted, because yes, they are cold-blooded, and it's just like, a th- you know what, you don't know, Well, I mean, it's
3: scientifically, it's a truth. How many
0: times have they tried to invade the Earth? Just, a park. <laughs> just a, I don't uh, know that many.